Hi, my name is Micah Barbie, and I'm excited to announce my new podcast, Be Well and Exhale. On this podcast, we'll discuss lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and of course, wellness. Each episode will feature impactful guests who share their experiences in pursuit of success and wellness. So, get ready to be well and exhale with me. You can find us everywhere podcasts are available. Hi, welcome to Be Well and Excel podcast. I'm your host, Micah Barbie. And today we have a very great discussion to have for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We have two wonderful guests with me, Millie and Carmina. And so I will let them introduce themselves because they do so many things and I'm excited for you guys to hear what they have to offer. So I will go ahead and let you introduce yourselves. Um, I'm Kenny Chavis. I am a real estate agent and I have recently started a nonprofit for domestic violence victims, women with and without children. I was in them up until a year and um writing with other resources that they may need. Awesome. I met Carmenia and we started talking about her vision as a retired pediatrician uh, and child advocate. I really embraced her vision because most domestic violence shelters promise women and families up to 90 days. But Kai's vision was to really have a community where they could stay for up to a year and really enable families to recuperate, to regroup and really restore their health and their well-being. And so we started. And we started in March and at this point have really made great progress. So... So could you talk a little bit more about the Azaria Foundation? What does it mean? And I guess one of you can tell like what made you go and explore this venture. Well, the meaning is God helps. And our vision was that we really wanted to help women and families really restore their lives. And so that was really the vision that Kai had. Uh, we took about a week and finally we both knew that was the name. Yeah. Because we wanted that to represent everything that we stood for. That is beautiful. And I love that name. It's just almost angelic and just saying it sounds really soothing. So I think that, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, we just decided to, because it's Hebrew. I'm an Israelite and um, we speak Hebrew. And I wanted it to be something that just wasn't simple, but it had a meaning where I did. Awesome. So I know you said it like took a week for you guys to come up with this idea, but um, what made you start it? Like I know you are a survivor, um, if you aren't. So how did that, you know, kind of come into play with creating this? Well, I think it's always been a passion of guys, and I'm a survivor of a, a sexual assault from a stranger. And it's ironic in North Carolina that is under the umbrella. Of domestic violence so it's always been a passion because i know how long it took for me to heal from the trauma and i can understand and have worked with many families who have suffered the same so what we thought was that we researched the area all of the mecklenburg county resources and there was nothing here at all that went beyond the days and the statistics show that many women have to either return to their original situations or become homeless. Mm-hmm. And we wanted a place where they could really take time to really recruit 
And that's the initiative has not been filled yet. That I know of, there's one, I believe, in Washington, D.C. It's in the Maryland area. And that allows women to stay for a year. But it wasn't here. We wanted very much to do that. I know there's probably so many women um, that have no options. They have no choice. So just provided that when I was reading it, because I found it on Facebook, I was sniffing around. And uh, I was just like, wow, this is unique. This is different. And I am all about, you know, making sure that everybody knows what it is that you're trying to do and how you're trying to go about it. Because there's so many people who want to pour into things like this and they can't do it if they don't know about it. So I'm really glad to like have you guys who could just really have these discussions. And so I, and I call her kind of by, this is her nickname too. Um, if you could kind of tell what made you up get to, because I know you said you experienced it, but not personally. Not personally, but um, family members. Um, going through the process with them and seeing how they would leave and go back and still deal with the same abuse back and forth. And, you know, the kids get affected a lot. And I noticed that the kids mentally and, you know, just with their confidence level, they get affected a lot due to this. The domestic, you know, going through this with their parents is, is sad. And you want to break that cycle because you don't want it to keep continuing down the line. And that's, um, I was just listening and, and my journey and the length of all this has been for some years, but um, I'm just like listening to other people's story and a lot of the survivors and victims have seen this growing up as a child. So they stay so long because this is what they know and it's not unusual to them. And so um, then also it got into trauma binding and all those things. And they keep choosing the same people because yeah, they think that's wrong. Yeah, so just to talk more about um, the nonprofit, um, one, uh, what is what is it that you're you're needing to do to accomplish this goal? Well, um, well, we need to raise funds to purchase land and to start building housing housing for the individuals. The goal is to have housing where you feel comfortable. You can come home and. You can feel comfortable. It's not going to just be a facility where there's a million people running around and it's not, you know, they got roaches and rats all over the place. It, I want you to come home and feel comfortable because that's a part of mental. It's a part of getting yourself together. When you have an environment that you can clear your mind in, then you can move on and take other steps to better yourself. So as I was exploring your page and just learning more information about the Zaria Foundation, I was just reading some statistics and I saw that women, 35% of women in North Carolina experience domestic partner for intimate partner abuse. Um, and then 30% experience of men um, experience intimate partner abuse, which I thought was surprising. Um, and it's just, you know, our own ignorance of always thinking like, okay, this only happens to women because it doesn't happen to men as well. So these shit, um, you know, Light or your thoughts and opinion on resources for men as well? Um, and then is that something that, you know, you got to consider um, dealing with your foundation? We do, in the future, decide, we decided that we were going to venture out to helping men as well. Um, right now, we're starting with the women and children because that's, you know, the future. And we needed to start somewhere and then 
we're going to eventually form something to help the men as well. Because abuse is, comes on so many different levels. It's not just someone hitting you. It's verbal. It's so many different things that come with abuse. So um, we just wanted to help as many people as possible. Hey, Be Well Besties. If you're interested in collaborating with us and featuring your brand or product on our show, simply click on the description on your listening platform to find out how you can get in touch. We are so excited to hear from you and would love to grow with your business. Um, and my next question um, is what resources will be provided in these homes? So, you know, you have these homes and these states for a minute, um, but I know sometimes um, education plays a big part in this. Um, job opportunities play a big role in why these are in these situations. Um, spirituality, you know, plays so how do you guys plan to kind of intertwine and tie those things in together? Um, the, I don't even want to call it shelter. It's when it gets in house. We think of how it's in the community. That's drug a part of all of it. Um, helping that. Well, my goal is to actually open cleaning business, other forms of businesses where we can employ them mm-hmm. so they can make money as well. And then we can fund a nonprofit who have these businesses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to provide daycare, um, medical and natural health. Yeah, assistance. Uh, assistance. Is there anything that we can do on our level to help them outside of, you know, doctors and things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Well, the idea is that it's really going to be comprehensive. We're going to have daycare. We're going to have tutoring for the students. We're going to provide skills for the women. Cooking. We're going to have a garden. We're going to have livestock. So we're going to really have a full experience. We're going to feel some great sense of autonomy. And uh, that's our goal, really, that it's going to be a safe, secure community for my symbols the physical and the spiritual and mental health they need. And is it going to be like one particular area in Charlotte um, that you're looking for, or will it be um, a Zaria community? How does this kind of spread out around the area? Right now, we're looking to start in one area, uh, get a large piece of land to where we can build at least 50 houses, um, not including like the community center intake areas, things like that. Um, but right now we're going to start in one area. And if they need to be transported, then that's, we can also look into that as well to get them in and out of Charlotte. Because, you know, the prices of land in Charlotte, things are a little bit, so we might not be directly in Charlotte. Yeah, outskirts. I love the outskirts. <laughs> like, I don't want to visit into Charlotte, but... Yeah. It's a whole suburb. Leave that for me. And so, um, Millie, I did want to kind of talk more about your background and your experience um, as to how this also, besides your personal experience, ties into your passion. Because I know you do some other things, um, working with children and, you know, your your pediatrician. So, can you talk more about that? Well, my passion is that I think if children are given the opportunity of to really succeed and have skills, they have very poor expectations of life. And that's why it's so important to provide them with everything they need for autonomy, for health. And I think what they see their parents go through, as I was saying, is 
such a problem when it's negative, when it's not real love and supportive. So that's been a passion. In Florida, I was president of an organization that brought 31 groups together, nonprofits, and we constantly wanted to help each other try to better what we were providing. I think a saying that I always love is if you help people who are hungry, you don't give them fish, you teach them how to fish. And I think that's so important. We want our people and, and our community to be autonomous, to really believe in themselves and believe that they can really succeed. And, yeah. Now, that's, that's for me, that's for me because I feel like um, just even like looking at other people's journeys um, of how to get out of these situations, sometimes they again, don't have the financial capabilities or means. And so uh, it's like once you can um, obtain the work and do all those things, it kind of gives you some sort of confidence and empowerment um, that you don't need this person. Um, and that's what they made you feel like. Um, so I think that is really, really beautiful how all that kind of ties in together. Yeah, awesome. So with doing all this, I'm sure it's like a lot. <laughs> it is very stressful, especially trying to gather funds and all these things to you know make your vision um come to come to truth. <laughs> what is the word? I'm alive. I'm alive. Yes, I don't know what well, you know that really but <laughs> in what we mean that God helps that He will help us. Yeah. Find just the way and the people to support us. Yeah. And just with the patience and the endurance. So yeah, my, my question that I wanted to ask is, is that as all of our guests is, how do you be well and excel through out all of what you're doing? And I'm sure a lot of women come to you with their stories, like how do you handle um, not being drained, I guess, by the responsibilities of creating this and you know hearing the other stories that come to you. Like, what do you do to kind of just like make sure you stay, you know, focused, level-headed, and um, not giving up on what your vision is? I think it's a privilege. Actually, it's not training because I know I've seen in my life that there have been ups and downs, and you have to really endure and have faith that there is a goal and a destiny for your life. And I, I think that's what we want to impart to all the people that we touch. And how do you um, like be well and exhale and just kind of like have your um, time for yourself through out helping people? Because I know sometimes, you know, pouring into others can sometimes leave you a little empty, um, but it's also perspective. How do you look at it? And I know um, Millie said it was a privilege for her, but how do you, you know, look at getting into something so heavy? I love helping people. That's what I've been helping people since I've been 18. I just love helping people, doing things to make people better, make myself better. Um, it's, I don't see it as a burden. I see it as I'm, I'm happy when so I can help somebody if they're happy now. Mm -hmm. um, it just makes me feel better inside. And I think that's what we're here for, yeah. to help each other. We're, and there's so much evil that there's not enough people that's out here doing better and helping each other and caring and loving each other. So I just think that that's what keeps me going. And I have a very strong family, so I do relate with them a lot and talk to them and they get me through a lot of things. You know, you just sometimes need a little event session mm -hmm. and then you keep going. Yeah. And it just never stops. 
the world don't stop, you don't stop. And I really like how, you know, although like maybe, you know, intimate partner violence or anything, or anything like that, that I love how you're still taking your profession as a realtor um, to use it in a different way uh, to help other people. So I commend you ladies. I think what y'all are doing is amazing. Um, I'm so, so glad that y'all took the time to share what your goal is. And I hope our listeners can find ways to help contribute um, to this. And what is just one way or a couple ways like they can find you, reach out and help out? Um, we can do azariafoundation.org or um, you can go on Facebook and look up Azaria Foundation as well. Um, Azaria is spelled A-A-A-Z-A-R-Y-A-H and all the information is on our website. Awesome. Well, thank you ladies so thank much. You. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you having this conversation with me and I will definitely continue to spread the word um, about your nonprofit because I think it's amazing and I would love for us to help in any way. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in learning more about the Azaria Foundation or how you can donate or contribute, you can find them online at azariafoundation.org or azariafoundation at gmail.com. And that's A-Z-A-R-Y-A-H foundation.org. You can also text them at 561-702-3602.